TR8 was the uh, V8 version, I believe, of the TR7. They stuck a V8, V8 motor. Yeah. Well, MG did as well. There was an MGB V8. We get that in America? I don't think so. It had like a Rover, a Rover, a Rover V8. V8. Yeah. Uh, not a Ford V8, but um, yeah. All right. Are we going here? I think we are. Are we recording? We are recording. Oh, okay, cool. Welcome. Ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, to episode 21 of the Daily Motor Podcast. We are back. Yeah. We are in one piece, somehow healthy. <laughs> Boy, we have had a roller coaster of the last two weeks. Let me tell you. First off, I got what was never officially diagnosed as coronavirus, COVID-19, but damn if it wasn't really rough. It's, I, I haven't been that sick. I don't even remember it. Charlie, ten of ten. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was it was really rough. Put it this way: I I worked for car and driver for about four years. I never once took a sick day. Wow. Yeah, and so it was probably like pre college that I had been like ill to the point of like I can't really get out of bed. Yeah. Sort of thing. And that's what that's what it was. So a scary illness. Right. That was unfortunate. And you've been battling illness, not even like from your immune system, but literally just other people being ill around you. Yeah, I know everyone. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things where a lot of people right now are sick. So it's just been everyone around me in my life. Right. Has it. So I've just been dodging, trying to dodge. But you seem to be successful, again, which is well, terrible. don't don't. It, Knock on glass. Um, yeah, no, see, I'm fine so far, but last night was a whole other thing. Yeah. Way yeah. of exposure. Yeah, so with family. Yeah. Uh, Ill, uh, not yeah. Illness. It's currently 6.51 p.m. I woke up at 3 p.m. because I was at the hospital with my aunt um, all like all night from like midnight to 6 a.m. So yeah, took a little snooze during the day, but back for the podcast there you go of course of course have to get it done have to get it done consistency is key yep it really is yeah I mean, if, if you miss a week in podcasting people are like canceled a bunch of fucking amateurs yeah yep. f in the chat for chris's aunt and for chris's sleep schedule both, yes both yes yep hopefully both they both recover both will recover very soon yeah so um and then i last week got in a motorcycle Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. it's it's just been a very. I know it really. As soon as I recovered from the sickness, then I got home. And... Someone crashed into you. Yeah, yeah I mean, wanna... explicitly speaking, I crashed into them, but that's because they were suddenly in my lane. Yes, when they weren't supposed to be. Mm -hmm. It was they. Were, I did not consent to them being in, <laughs> in my lane of traffic at no yeah. miles per hour while I was doing forty-five. So I was on the Grom, and was doing the speed limit, mm -hmm. which you as know, you it's, do. There's one thing I like about the Grom is. I know myself. I know I'm a bit of a speed demon. I know I'm a bit of a risk taker. So that is why I have not purchased myself some crazy motorcycle that can do zero to a hundred in two and a half seconds. Right. Because I know I would want to exploit that and I'd want to hear the engine and I don't want to go <laughs> fast and everything. <laughs> right. So that's why I buy myself single cylinder 125cc <laughs> motorcycles yeah. that can't, can't go above 60 Literally can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I know myself. But Fortunately, uh, that kept me from getting any serious injuries, but mm -hmm. still uh, quite bruised. Check that one out. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's meaty. That is a meaty. Oh, they can see that as well. Yep, and one up there on my knee as well. Um, you, might, you might want to save this for the OnlyFans, Charlie. <laughs> the Daily Motor OnlyFans. Yeah. This I was is the... about Alyssa doing one of those. Oh. Yeah, a little bit on my hand. Can't really see much. You went over the hood of their... Of their Chevy Venture. Chevrolet Venture. Yeah. That's a I... car that's very up your alley. So that was no, appropriate. Never, I, it's weird. I, I've I've always despised older Chevys. I'm okay with the Buick. What? Oh, but the Buicks. Okay. So Buick's so okay. if it would have been a Chevy. a Buick Terraza or whatever those are called, you would have tried to purchase it after you crashed it. <laughs> would have hugged it. As I flew over its hood. But uh, yeah, I was going about 45, and as soon as he started pulling in my lane, I slammed on the brakes. It does have ABS? So okay, know, I didn't anything, know that. But yeah, interesting. You know, okay, I, I'll purchase all my. Bikes other than the Ninja, which wasn't offered with ABS, but I tried okay. to get everything else with ABS and um, uh, slowed down to probably about 15 or so because the bike is is very damaged, but all I did was kind of pop up and back down. In fact, I think this bruise is actually just from hitting the seat of the motorcycle. Oh, from where like... it is and stuff. I mean, there's no way I hit the ground like this mm -hmm. there. Um, and I was wearing my helmet. Wear, wear your gear, kids. Wear my helmet, gloves padded jacket 
uh, that the Topher gave me actually. So oh, very shout good. out to the Topher's jacket. Yeah. Clutch. He just he saves lives all the time. He actually, really does. Yep. In more ways than one. Yep. It's so funny because well it's it's not funny, but <laughs> I um I was here at the garage and I was like getting ready to go and Charlie calls me and he's like, Hey, I need your help unloading a bike. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like, did you go buy a bike? He's like, No, it's the Grom. And I was like, Oh, all right. Why do you why do you need help unloading it? And he's like, oh, it's it's a little bit damaged. <laughs> it's like, what what do you mean? Why didn't you lead this off with like, oh, I got in an accident? You're just yeah. like so like chill about everything, but which I guess is is a good thing to like not get super super yeah. worked up. And you didn't die, so exactly or break I, anything. When I called Alyssa, I started the phone call with, I'm okay, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay, and, but and she said she'd been expecting that call for many years, so it's only about time. Yeah. Are you going to leave that in? Likely. Yeah. Charlie's drinking gluten. Yep. Carbonated gluten. Some, uh, some... Can you show that on YouTube? Beer? Yeah. I hope so. That's the reason we get to demon- I think we've drank on the podcast before. Yeah, but not explicitly, have we? We haven't showed the can. There's Diet Coke in here. I mean, there's no way to prove that it isn't Diet Coke that you exactly. poured into that can. Yeah. Fuck you, YouTube. Oh, fun fact. You can uh, gift memberships now, which is a really cool... Can you gift me a membership? Sure. If you want. But that just means I pay for it, I think. Or no, maybe that just means I don't get the revenue for it. So I'll try that. Yeah, I'll try and gift me one. you like two years worth of, of membership. Yeah, because then I can watch members only pot, uh, sound tests. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I can request too, songs. Too cheap to pay the $4 a month <laughs> to see them. I don't have that sort of money. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Only someone would pay you more. I know. Um, <laughs> but that means that all our OG, some of our OG dudes like Pittsburgh Man and uh, Moran and everything, I can gift them some memberships, which I'd like to do. Yeah. Because uh, the they've OGs. Been supporters, supporters from the beginning. Um, and there was something else I wanted to do with gifting memberships. I can't remember. Oh, I think now I can do things like when we live drive, if someone donates like $20 in the cash app, we could, uh, we could reward them if they'd like with the membership oh okay a couple yeah, months because cool. youtube takes like 30 percent if they oh, you know pay the membership. Fee. but if you do it through cash app all comes to us there you go uncle sam and uncle youtube both don't know <laughs> um what else any other uh, oh yes drama that's going on yes much drama i've got a tan line from my apple watch wow you can see that sucks. on camera too look at that yeah that is aggressive that's hideous isn't it yeah, well, I, you've been doing so much running lately. You've been spending I have time actually, in the outdoors. I have been. Yeah, I've been outside. Um, I think I blame this on the Veloster N, though, because I was driving with the windows down the whole time. How did you? How were you able to have your arm out the window? I wasn't. Or man, well, my arm wasn't out the window, but the sun was coming in. Ah. Uh, well, yeah, window. you got to drive that car with the window down so you can hear all the pops and bangs mm-hmm. and burbles and yeah. cracks. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, more exciting, Chris and I just took a test drive in our Copart yeah. 2008 Ford escape hybrid for those of you who have been listening to the podcast you know chris brought this up in our copart segment probably about a month month and a half ago probably a little more it's probably been about two months at this point and i bid on it won it for what <laughs> 775 or yep. something like that all after fees and taxes 1200 dollars. yeah and i got some new radiators new hood new headlights and we took it out for a drive i wasn't what i would call perfect yeah, but it but was. But it did run. It was fine, and it did not strand us. No, just some weird vibrational noises. Yeah, and some engine, in a uh, stop. What is it? Stop safely now. Yeah, it's weird. If anyone has an escape hybrid who happens to listen to our podcast, yeah, I uh, it it's we we started it three times. Two of those three times, it it stalled itself out within a minute, saying stop safely now, like engine just shut off, sort of thing. Yeah, but the second time, the middle time. It ran perfect. It just yeah. it, it idled. It, it drove hybrid everything. system. Like it yeah. could drive like it an EV turned on and off. Yep. Yeah. No problems. Um. Did you know that the the vent or the instead of the quarter window, there's a little vent on your car. It's to cool the hybrid battery. Oh, that that's makes what that so much that's sense. what that weird little quarter window is. Mm. Yeah, I just read that on the internet hmm. just two minutes ago. That's really good to know. Yeah. So that's why the that. that's why the hybrid doesn't match the normal escapes. Glad to know that. For the, yeah. Uh, but we'll probably do something with that car. We're probably going to do a 300,000 plus mile car challenge between Chris's E46 and my Escape. Yeah. I don't know what challenges would be fair. Probably just like drive them somewhere. Like yeah. you and I have to do a trip. Yeah. Like maybe the Mama Fall Rally or something like that. <laughs> we drive them to Mama. We have to, we have to drive them six, six, seven hours away to a different state. Through, yeah. 
through four different states actually yeah well three different depending on how you count it but mm -hmm. um yeah that that could be interesting that would be fun actually mm -hmm. yeah if you want to um, keep yours that long right yeah oh, i could always sell the maverick and daily drive that new <laughs> new uh new addition to the channel coming for a, a long termer right exactly yeah. i'm sure people are really interested in a high mileage second generation escape. escape hybrid yeah it yep. is green though so that helps very green and uh um, that was the, the hybrid system they developed in in conjunction with toyota so it's very stout okay yep. Yep, yep, yep gotcha yep um other than that around the garage you drove your ml55 recently i did it's running just as terrible as ever yeah yeah you really I need, need a few, new fuel fuel filter we just need i just need to throw a bunch of stuff at it whenever myself I and just think Keone. It's a fuel filter you think so yeah I think that's going to be a huge difference. Yeah. Because if it's clogged, I mean, that literally, it's just like it would explain why it's not. And because it's not like my escape where, like, it had an accident. It, right. It's just gotten shitty. Yeah. And that, so old gummy Hasn't been ethanol full fuel into the fuel filter would very much count for that. And, yeah, if that doesn't work, then obviously plugs and things like that. But, like. Start with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw it up on the yeah. quick jack. Shout out to quick jack. Yeah, ben uh, and and swap that out. I did a fuel filter on the boxer. It was pretty easy. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of people have left me comments for oh, what. Oh really? To... Yeah. How's your video been doing? Yeah. Well, the one I posted on the Topher channel is just you know doing doing its sure. thing on the Topher channel. There's like a hundred comments on that video telling me what to do. <laughs> um, and then the one I posted on my personal channel has like four or five comments of people suggesting. Okay. Um, so yeah. Was that a one of ten video for you? No. On your channel? No bottom ranking video of your on your personal channel yeah what, what, what was what's top top is the mazda 3 turbo oh i guess drive. that makes sense yeah like, for any of you who are not subscribed subscribe to Topher drives Topher drives yeah. on youtube and uh get him more uh speaking of other channels i think later this summer i'm going to split daily motor into multiple channels as well so there's going to be daily motor main channel reviews and random things like escape hybrids from copart <laughs> and then daily motor sound for sound tests okay and then daily motor testing for fuel economy testing and then our sometime going to happen performance testing and any other tests we do cool uh, and then probably daily motor motorcycles as well daily motor cycles yeah <laughs> what's so you're gonna have four different channels probably and here's the justification. YouTube's algorithm very much rewards when they can push videos out to a subscriber base and a lot of people click on that video. So that's why like Doug DeMiro does well is because every single video is exactly the same in terms of formula and stuff. Right. So people know what to expect and a higher percentage of those people like YouTube's algorithm can figure it out easier. So if there are gotcha. people who simply come to Daily Motor just for the sound tests, then they can just be subscribed to Daily Motor Sound and they will always click on sound tests. The algorithm will pick that up better. I see. Plus, I noticed with your Forte GT review over this weekend, it actually kicked into browse features after the 24-hour mark. And then once I posted the Nissan video, it sort of tapered back off. So I'm wondering if we actually allow videos to um, sit for a few days and ruminate if maybe, you know, they'll actually get more views. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, uh, well, it'll be worth a shot. Yeah, see how we're it goes. trying out. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, obviously, things won't be posted to each channel daily then. Right. But it also sort of frees us up. We can post more or less and kind of get away with it. Right. Um, because we can still post to the network once, at least a video every day across the channels. But if there's situations where like Daily Motor is continuing to pick up and like you have a review on something you want to put out, but there's also a sound test we want to get out, like there's no reason can't be posted to both channels it's true throughout a day yeah you know? and then and then it's really getting multiple like the, the perfect example this all came from talking with uh roman at tfl fast lane is because he's got like tfl truck tfl bike tfl car tfl now tfl <laughs> and, and he's done that for those reasons that he told me is yeah like, you know that just it, it differentiates things better so yeah but a few weeks of cars that we have not discussed a few weeks ago oh, yeah. we had a lot so of many cars so what was the last podcast episode 19 yeah episode 19 what did we um what did we talk about well i could tell you all four cars that we were driving yeah was it that week that we had those were coming in yeah yes, this week we get time in the navigator compass gx and i4 all right so let's hit these hit these kind of quick um lincoln navigator uh very expensive for 
reasons other than features on the car because Lincoln sells you like subscriptions to get nice rental cars at airports. Um, and then also uh, kind of a complicated interior, a lot of different things going on in there. Um, I liked the green interior. I liked the way it drove. The tuning on the 10 speed was good, but in my opinion, overall, just way too expensive. Sure. Yeah. I think the only purpose for getting a navigator is to get like a step or two down in trim. And only if you have like, if you're raising a basketball team, and you also need to tow your boat and you right. well, take your six foot six children along and then uh, and also tow a boat. I don't think anyone needs a navigator. You're right, because you could just get an expedition. Yeah, the, the best time to buy a navigator is when it's like old. Old or I'd argue maybe that like slightly old because like our good friend Stu... And oh, his is great. Yeah. It's what, like 2014? No, it's like a 17. Oh, it's like a 17. Yeah. Okay, so bought it just a few years old. Yeah. And for much, much less than it cost new. I don't know what he paid for it, but it was so for, you're, you're I'm sure it was like, like less half than of expedition MSRP. money yeah. for a very, you know, at that point, that's it seems the way like to a do nicer it. car. Right. Yeah, but let somebody else lease it new. Yeah. And then Jeep Compass. Worse than you expected, right? Oh, what, me? Yeah. Um, yeah well yeah no yes and no because well my my, my girlfriend drives she leases a, a jeep compass um same so you were familiar trim. yes but the thing with that is with the sort of like amp up of press cars i haven't really driven that thing in like months so like i got into this compass that we had and, and admittedly, it didn't help that our other three cars were like 80 plus. Yeah, like a Lincoln, a BMW, and Lexus, and then we had a Jeep Compass. So, um, <laughs> not much of a palate cleanse, but I don't know. It's, it's it didn't even it's, idle properly. No, it idled like shit. Can I say shit on here? Yes. Okay. Um, the best thing about that car is the refreshed interior. Nice. But I think instead of refreshing the interior, they should have just thrown the powertrain away and put a new one in. Yeah. Thing is, Chrysler can make decent powertrains. The Pentastar. No, because it's a stupid it's Fiat. It's a garbage ass Fiat power engine. Right. The nine speed's terrible. Is it? Oh, it's dreadful. Because it's not bad in like the Grand Cherokee and things like that. But I don't it's think it's totally the same. Yeah. It shifts so slow. It's clunky. You don't need nine sluggish. Car. You don't. If you get a front wheel drive compass, they give you a six speed. That would be better. So that would probably probably be better. So if you get a compass, get a front wheel drive car. Which is ironic because it's a Jeep. You really shouldn't be getting a <laughs> just, compass. Just then. don't buy a compass. Until, uh, until Don't buy a compass until they put a new powertrain in. Because otherwise, I don't think it looks bad. I think it looks great. I think the exterior design is very attractive. The The interior now is beautiful. That orange oh, on the dash was yeah. awesome. I wouldn't really probably go for the gray seats. But I think that's the only way you can get the orange. So maybe I would. But Great infotainment. Yeah, infotainment's good. Mm -hmm. I mean, miles ahead of what the previous compass had yeah. i mean garbage 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 so my take from the compass and i took emily with me on to shoot the review and i mean yeah. we agreed that like it's a really good car if you ignore the way it drives the way it sounds the way it shifts <laughs> the way it behaves if you, if you drive around with headphones in yeah and just completely ignore it which a lot of compass drivers probably do entirely and if you have experience if you have less than no interest in cars there you go it is the perfect car for you because you're not going to notice all of the crap does you know? it have off-road capability um it has like sand and mud mode but like does it have some ground clearance and like uh, decent yeah, it's got decent ground clearance i think i just feel like most compass owners are probably not no one's gonna do that whatsoever. so you should just get a uh like a hyundai um no, the Kia Forte. Well, that's a good car, but no, the um, what's their small SUV? Well, there's the, a Soul. Uh, the Venue. Seltos. Venue. Oh, that's Hyundai. Hyundai, Hyundai Venue. Kia Seltos. Kia Seltos. Or the, um, Hyundai Kona. That's what I'm thinking of. Hyundai Kona. Excellent car. Yeah. Yep. Kona. Kona N. Yes. Um, and then we also had the BMW i4. Admiring. That's pretty. The Japanese. Um, uh yeah so the i4 was cool i thought it was really neat yes very fast very like whiplash fast it was a good blend of normal car but also kind of futuristic car yeah did you know that han zimmer did the uh noises in there 
Do you know who that is? You don't yeah, know I know. Who okay, you know who Hans Zimmer is. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, I was more thinking of the noises of it. But you you're did right, the orchestra, orchestra. No, okay. like like the. Yeah, that was him. Interesting. Yeah, he, he did does, that. He did the Inception soundtrack and Interstellar, okay. which is my favorite movie ever. Is it? That's yeah. funny because uh, Inception's my favorite movie. Really? Yeah. So Hans Zimmer, good guy, and uh, Christopher Nolan, director. Oh right. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, generally, I don't like Matthew McConaughey. I think yeah, he's irritating. Well, it's because you don't like the Navigator. That no, literally, that's a big reason why I think Matthew McConaughey is so irritating because of those stupid Lincoln commercials. He was at the media release of the of the fresh the facelifted Navigator. Was he on there? Stage and stuff. Yeah. Oh my god, he's still they're still, still that. running that shit. Oh wow. Um, I four yes the the sounds were good. I thought they were probably the best EV sounds I'd heard. Yeah, well, that's because yeah. Hans Zimmer made them. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that makes sense then. Yeah, very good um, stuff. Infotainment, a little more of a learning curve with iDrive 8. Kind of prefer yeah. iDrive, but whatever. I'd, yeah. Um, yeah, I just enjoyed driving it. Tires were remarkably sticky. They were special P0s mm-hmm. engineered for that car, and um, I don't know how efficient they are, but they sure were sticky. Still some BMW-ness, though, very vague steering. Yes. And just kind of overall controls, a little vague. Uh, yeah. No more climate control panel right. either. Fewer, fewer climate controls, that's unfortunate. Yes. Still a volume knob, but give it time. Yeah, they'll get rid of that, too, <laughs> yep. until they just delete everything. <laughs> they'll charge you a monthly subscription for the volume knob. Yeah, and the heated seats. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that uh, liquid gluten is just kicking in quick. Oh, is it? It's hard I'm in record. a total fog right now. Yeah, so. it's hard to record 7 p.m. podcasts on a, after a long Monday. I'm uh, having water, so that's yeah. helpful to me. All right, I should probably switch. <laughs> uh, what was wait, the fourth wait. car? Oh, well, I was just going to say on the i4. Wrap up the i4. It, it's certainly, I mean, it's an quote-unquote M car. It's not an M car. It's, it's not an M mid, car. Mid-range it's like, it's like a X3M40i. Right, right, right. Yeah. And the, the, the speed is definitely there, but you and i and the tofer all noticed that once you get up to here toward the limit is it was just kind of vague like you said yeah. and, and and not very fun and one thing i was a little disappointed in i tried turning the stability control all the way off and then doing a, a donut and it it did not kick the rear end out at all it just kind of like like four-wheel drive not spin yeah, they don't let you do that yeah, well it let me like spin the tires but it sent like too much power to the front wheels and oh, just, I like, see. Okay. It, just, it was just a mess. Mm-hmm. It was not finessed whatsoever. In fact, I was able to kick the rear end out more on the EV6 than I yeah, was I remember on the i4. I remember you telling me that. That's so cool. yeah, i4, I think overall good car. Yeah, I liked but it. But just barely. I mean, it was one of my favorite EVs for sure yeah. so far. And I would happily own one. Like, I wouldn't pay for it, but like if someone was like, you need to yeah. own an i4 for the next I year, still hate that. Like, I don't like the front end. Yeah, I know. It's... Uh, Compass was not a good car. Navigator is not a good car. <laughs> and the GX 460. You liked driving. I like the GX. I'm starting to appreciate old new cars more, especially after driving things like the i4, where there's just no controls. And then you get in a GX, and it's just all of your old, all of your controls, just like my 2003 Lexus IS 300. I get in the GX, and I'm like, I'm at home yep. in this. No, and first, it's got new infotainment, which is lovely. The first time I I had a GX loaner, I hated it at first, but then by the end of the week, I was like, I get it. Yeah, it's a perfect Michigan it. car. It is. It just bounds over any sort of pothole yeah. or drunk person. Oh, I road. I did that as well. Yeah, yeah, and it it is it is a neat car. I wouldn't as an owner be able to justify getting that poor fuel economy and huh. just i mean every time you start it up listening to those fans going and, <laughs> yeah. um that one was interesting because it was a fairly base model did not it have was it had barely any options also had a how would you describe the wood on the steering it was like an open pour soft Wood, yeah, it was like nice. not shiny like a matte colored wood yeah matte wood and it felt interesting in the hand um i, I it's a, it's a neat car to drive, but again, I mean, premium fuel at like 14 miles per gallon, just hard to justify. You could just run stuff over with it, though. Yeah. Like, there was a big, long traffic line to go straight where there's a highway merge, if you can mm-hmm. picture that in your head. Did that make sense? I don't know. Big, long, open shoulder, no one doing anything. I just drove drove down that. Sure. Why not? Through everything yeah. in the GX. Just found over everything. Yeah, just drove through it. Again, another good car to buy used, like the Tover did. Right. 
Yeah, yeah he got really good, really good use. Off the Topher in this podcast. Yeah, yeah, a lot of times. So then the following week, we traded those out for the Veloster N. Six-speed manual. Six-speed manual and the... Kia EV6. GT Line rear-wheel drive. Yes. Mm -hmm. That was last week. So the Veloster N, before you had driven the manual car, having driven the DCT, which transmission do you think you would have picked? Do you think... Wait, if I... Before you had driven the six-speed manual, like leading up to that week, like... Did Which transmission? No, I, I wouldn't have been able to choose. Okay. No, but now having driven them both, uh, the manual. Yeah. Because it's more rowdy. It is. They put a louder exhaust it's on loud. the manual car. Yeah. And it's a good manual. It's probably it's, one of the best oh, front wheel You can drive shift it so fast. That I've you can just feels so bang nice. gears in that thing and yeah. it doesn't argue. Yeah. That car and driver had that as a 40,000 mile long term car and apparently by the end it was, it was still yeah. a good car. A lot of wheel hop. Did you notice that? really bad wheel hop i guess i didn't notice that too much maybe i only got on it hard when the tires were warmed up oh, okay because i thought i noticed the differential was pretty good i was driving it last night at six in the morning um yeah it's probably cold then yeah it was freezing cold and i hit it in second gear and it, it sounded like an axle broke it wheel hopped so hard yeah yeah that's understandable when you're pushing that many horsepower through the front of the car. Mm, 275 horsepower yeah mm-hmm. but yeah the, the they they literally and this is what i love so much about hyundai's n brand they didn't try to go for lap times with that car. They went yeah. for enjoyment. And I had people asking me on Instagram, like, this or a Civic Type R? I'm like, Veloster N all the Thank way. Yeah. Because the Civic Type R is fab- It's a fabulous car. It does a really good job at being precise, being very fast around mm-hmm. a track and in a straight line. But it isn't as fun to drive in any sense, in any way. The Civic Type R is a scalpel. Yeah. And the Veloster N is like just a sledgehammer. Or yeah. Like just a, 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 a rusty sh- spoon. Right. <laughs> and it's like, what would you rather go out back and just fuck shit up with? Yeah. You know, the Veloster N. Veloster it's just so much fun because how often do you go to the Nürburgring? Um, infrequently. Right. So then why would you not just get the Veloster N? Well, it's funny you say that because N literally for Nürburgring. Well, just, it's for Nam Yang, but also Nürburgring. Gloss over that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I entirely agree. I mean, even... More realistically, how often do you track your car? For most, even for people who do track, it's occasional. Mm-hmm. It's very infrequent that you have someone who has a, a, a track regularly. And if you do, you yeah. probably have a dedicated. Race. I just buy a Lotus Elise and still have a Velostra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even if you're just going to kind of like, you're going to be maybe a second or two slower on lap, which uh, car and driver's um, lightning lap. The Velocity N was about three seconds off the Civic Type R. Oh, cool. I'd go a minute slower and still buy the Velocity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the test driver said. If if the if the Veloster were equipped with the same tires as the Civic, it would probably be that much like a, like it's half as much closer. Okay. Um. So I mean, it's it's and add a little bit more power, and you're probably right there. So no, I love that car. I love the colors it comes in. That would be my my biggest uh, difficulty is deciding the color because I like race red. I like the red. Yeah. I like the blue. Mm-hmm. And I like the black. The only one I wouldn't get is white. I would be between blue and red. Yeah. Probably, I would probably go blue just because it's more unique to the the Veloster, the Veloster yeah. Whereas yeah. everything everything in that segment comes in red, I believe, like yeah. literally every car. That's true. So it's not the perfect car. The interior is pretty darn basic, but again, that's the point of the yeah, car. That's that's and the you point got of good fuel economy. Oh my god, I smashed EPA EPA on that car is twenty eight, and I got thirty four, I believe thirty four point two is what my calculation was. The car ended at thirty three even. Okay. So, I mean, even if you average those, you'd be right in the middle of 33, right. you know? Yeah, no, it's quite good. And uh, I was impressed because when I took Veloster, I've, I've taken Veloster N out to Gingerman and back, and I took one up north and back, and the fuel economy wasn't that great on either one, so. Probably because you were going 100. Might have had a point. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, was I was going 72 in eco mode. Right, right, right. <laughs> Does it have an eco mode? Oh, yeah. That's you never it. found that out, did you? <laughs> no. no. Uh, <laughs> always end custom. I wouldn't have either because right. every time I got into it, double tap the uh, end button because Charlie so graciously set up the custom end mode for me to be full loud, full ridiculous, but soft ride, mm-hmm. which is the best way to do things. Probably do it. And that's how I have the M4 set up right now. Oh, good. So the other car we had was the Kia EV6. You, you spent a few days in it. I did spend a few days in that car. Um, it was it was a nice experience. It was a very easy EV to live with. It was this. That looks like the Tunnel of Trees, kind of. It's not, but... Um, it's Raha Rim... Oh, there's that the photographer. That's the photographer. Yeah. That's how driving the EV6 feels. 
nice piece no that is that road yeah that is how it feels yeah very very open interior huge mm-hmm. back seat yeah uh, mostly usable controls you still have a good amount of controls they've condensed them slightly but after like two days so on my last day driving the car mm-hmm. on day three i was finally getting used to like switching back between my climate and my radio um so yeah i would say overall it was good it charges really fast from up to 80 percent at least Yep. Um, even up to 100, it doesn't take too long. Right. So. Yeah, and it, it shows a little screen if you dig into the EV menu that shows you exactly how long it would take to charge uh, to your desired level on both 110, 240, 400, and 800 volt. Oh, wow. Yeah, so cool. any of those, you can see how long it's going to take to fill back up. I totally agree with you. It was a very, very boring in a good way yeah drive it was so easy and comfortable remarkably quiet yeah it not like its looks at all the looks are very uh remarkable people are like what is this car yeah and then you get in it and you're just like oh anyone could. Yeah. like like i would have my mother drive an ev6 same or a tesla mm-hmm. or yeah um just get in it drive it the uh econo line steering wheel didn't bother you no i like the steering wheel in the ev6 okay, good. i did too yeah i love that steering wheel i think it's it nice i think it looks good it feels good yeah um and sometimes it's nice to just Mm-hmm. If you're on the highway, um, especially with a car like that that has steering assist, if you need to wiggle the steering wheel, you can just. That was one of the best steering assists. I know we say this about Hyundai Genesis all the time, but or Hyundai Genesis Kia. Yeah, but They're this so one is good. even a higher level yeah. one, and I did that nothing the, can touch the whole it. Whole fuel economy test. I was just it just drove. Just like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so flipping good, and this was the very first lane assist that I did not get infuriated by. Oh, good. Um, because, and this is this is why. Oh, we, did it? Would it change lanes for you? It does. And we oh. talked about this. I think with the Genesis. Yeah, because that, that one was terrible. If in the Genesis, if you if you try to if you turn the blinker on, you start to change lanes, and you put in too much input, it freaks the fuck out and cancels it. Yes, this one does cancel it, but it doesn't freak out. It just puts up a little message that says like lane change canceled, like input like picked up on. So you can still change lanes 100 like percent without it used to, without it ripping without, the steering wheel out of your hands. Sort of pressure <laughs> without any beeping is just very normal. Okay, but if you turn the blinker on partway and just keep the lightest amount of input on the wheel, it will get itself over, and it tells you in the head-up display that it's doing it and okay. like does the process, and then it gives you like a forward arrow to let you know that it's finished afterward. So it's the first car that I've actually found that like semi-useful. All right. Well, that's good to know. Yep. They're moving up with that. Sort they of really thing. are. But I did finally decide that the blind spot monitoring in those Kias that I always thought was cool is stupid. Why is that? Because <laughs> it, for any of you who don't know, we're referring to in the instrument cluster, when you turn your blinker on, it shows you a little camera mm-hmm. of your blind spot. In your rev counter or your speedo. Kind of, yeah, tucks away. Yeah. But what I've, what I've realized is you need to check your blind spot before you put your blinker on. So it's unhelpful. You already know what's there. Yeah. Yeah. And, th- and that's why what's, what's aside from turning your head, which is the, is the safest way. Second safest way is looking in your mirror. Mm. That's why having the little light that comes on the mirror that most cars have these days is yeah. the best. Because all you need to do is a quick glance. If you see the light, yeah. don't fucking change them. Mm-hmm. Very straightforward. But this one, if you were, if someone were in your blind spot and you were to turn your blinker on, and the camera were to pop up, you were to see that person would freak out. It startles them. Yeah. yeah, thinking that you're about to merge. And the car's going to beep at you anyway. Yeah. Because that's what blind spot monitoring beep, does. Beep. Right, which is every car from, I mean, Tesla's Maverick, I even think, has an option for beeping at you. Like, that's the most straightforward blind spot monitoring. Yes. So I've decided that the camera is useless. Okay, well, the Veloster N just had the little orange light. Yeah, and it was perfect. Do you know what the camera is for? In the EV6, I've just thought of it. What is this for? Middle lane, okay. Okay. Put your left turn signal on. Mm-hmm. Check your blind spot. Say, you know, you check your blind spot before. Sorry, there's nothing there. Go to put your turn signal on. Lime green X3M competition, right? <laughs> Comes out of nowhere. Guy with his Miami sort of sunglasses <laughs> okay. on. He's going 180. At least then, you know, you've got your, your double check. You're, you're looking at that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we know that is the lime green X3M competition feature. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Avoidance feature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Stay right. away from well, good those. Good on Kia for thinking of that. Yes. Um, yeah, there aren't too many cars that I would I would voluntarily let you have the Veloster N for most of my time here. Um, I know. Thank you. That yeah. was a very enjoyable four days with that car. <laughs> right. Uh, I was, was shed a tear this morning. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I I only got to spend an afternoon with the Veloster, but it was because I had to spend time with the EV6 and get all the videos and testing in. Uh, but if it were something like a Jeep Compass, I would have not 
then I would have figured out another way to get, <laughs> get some extra time in the Velociraptor. And I was busy crashing motorcycles anyway. So That's it true. Really matter. Yeah. Um, what else did I want to say about either of those two cars? The EV6 had matte paint. Yeah, I'm over Which that. is becoming a very uh, common thing with EVs. Or just not just even EVs, cars. just new cars. The yeah. Genesis was matte. The i4 was matte. Thing or, is, sorry, frozen. It people, was frozen people blue. People aren't used to seeing it still like it. Mm. It's a wow awesome. factor, yeah. It's very like Miami. i4 and, was uh, matte too, right? Mm. Frozen. 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 BMW individual frozen Portimao blue. That's exactly what it was. Mm. Yep. No, I would happily take either of those two cars. In fact, that'd be a great... Uh, Two-car garage, Veloster N and EV6. Wife drives the EV6. You get the Veloster N. I want a Veloster N so bad, I <laughs> but I just have no, I have no. There's no reason for either of us to have. It's it's the most spoiled, rotten, first world problem that as a photojournalist, <laughs> you have no reason for to own any cars. car. Yeah, that's why. Why I do I own my, any cars? I, I should sell all of them because I was just like, yeah, I don't need this. Um, and I mean, at least the motorcycles are a little different because I don't get like press bikes. But fuck, if I got press bikes and sell most of my motorcycles. Too. Or just keep them on. Uh, what's the app called? Open Road. Oh, uh, Twisted Road. Twisted Road. Yeah, yeah. rentals, motorcycle rentals. Yeah, um, which I can no longer do with the Grom ad. Yep. Um, okay, and then this week, after such a good week, we have BMW M4. Not to be confused with the i4. This is the all-wheel drive competition model. X Drive. Yes. Got to get that BMW lingo X-Drive. down. Oh my gosh. X Drive. M badges are on that yeah. car. Do you know uh, what? Do you know what LCI stands for? No, I don't actually. <laughs> do you know what LCI is? Yeah. Facelift. Mm-hmm. Life cycle impulse. <laughs> Yeesh. <laughs> God, BMW and their branding. Did that give you goosebumps? Oh yes. Yeah. Did you ever see? I know I brought it up with you and Chris before, but I'm not sure if you remember. The uh, the BMW 7 Series that had, like, the longest official name in that, like, ever. Probably the active right. hybrid one, or what? I'll uh, I'll bring it up real quick here for all the boys and girls. The longest, was it the F01 generation? or uh, It was the most recent before what's out now. Oh, so the um, newer one. M760i X-Drive? BMW 7 Series. It had to have been a hybrid, right? Because... Uh, 100 years? I can't remember if it was 100 years or... Uh, here we go. The BMW Individual 7 Series, the next 100 years. Is that the name of the car? Yes. <laughs> it was a, it was like a, like a 100 vehicle only um, special. Oh, that's very good looking. Edition. It was officially called <clears throat> BMW Individual M760 Li V12, the next 100 years. <laughs> that was the model that you were purchasing. It's a V12. I don't. Can you? You can't have a V12 anymore. I don't believe so. No, that was no. the last one. Yeah. Have you uh, driven? You've driven one of those, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just fantastic. A wave of smooth oh. torque. I mean, it just. I'm actually it's like an electric car. Right? I'm actually just now realizing that I will probably never drive another one of those yeah. unless I buy one. Mm, maybe one will show up at like Gene Butman. You know, you never know. Jeez. Yeah, probably. Actually, I, I I don't know what I read earlier, but uh, I don't know if I kept X Drive in there. But it's oh, you definitely didn't. Individual M BMW M760 Li X Drive V12. The next 100 years redefines luxury on the move. Yeah. I mean, every time they uh, said, like that's the whole name of the car. That was one of the first cars that I like genuinely fell in love with. Was that M760i? Because like before my days of just driving so many new cars, mm-hmm. um, I I worked a summer with BMW M Track Days. Okay, and they had one M760i that came around on the tour with us that summer, and it was just a beautiful spec. It was a, a light blue, um, and it had like a full individual white interior. It was just, it was gorgeous, and I got the opportunity to drive that car a little bit. And as a 19 year old, I was just like, oh my god, I'm driving a $200,000 V12 BMW, and I only drove it a couple miles, but it was just like, it's just so good, so much fun, and like you said, wave of torque. And it, it, it made a good sound too. When you put it in sport mode, it would do little farts between gears, even Absolutely. with the big V12. This is the one I drove. So it's pretty subtle. Frozen. Yep. Yep. Frozen brown. This was back in the frozen when uh, you could not take this through the car wash. BMW explicitly asked us, do not take this through an automatic car wash, hand wash only. Oh, well, bird poop would ruin those older yeah. frozen paints. 100%. So this car is probably already depreciated to about $20,000. <laughs> no, you know what's funny about these is these were genuinely $180,000 cars when they were new. And I, this the spec on this one may even be more because it's got frozen paint and whatever else. Right. Um, but now, four years later, mm-hmm. uh, they're like seventy grand. <laughs> totally reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I um the, the shame is even this Gen Seven series was not as nice as oh as, Mike like Samari. We know him. Yeah, we go. yeah. Wait, who? Which one is he? I know him. He's Chris. Was friend. he was at the uh, TRX Dunes with us? No, that's different, Mike. That's Mike Campagnoni. Oh, there's so many mics. Mm-hmm. This um, Samari shot the Topher's wedding. Oh, very cool. Okay. Oh, I don't know that I like that interior. That's a little basic. Was the outside of it brown? Because that would make sense. Okay, yeah. Yep, I like couldn't tell if it was gray or brown. Yep, sorry. Um, this is a good point, though. It, you, you could just buy the Alpina. That was always the problem with the V12. But the, uh, the Alpina's a V8, though. I know. It's not as cool. But it's not as fast. Like, the Alpina's fast. But this is a V12, though. Yes, I know. This one was 180 grand. You know the the best spot on. the best part. Oh, was I? Yeah, literally at one nine, a one I, seven nine. Charlie, five five. I went through a phase where I was obsessed with this car. <laughs> I was I was daily researching and looking at at this M760i because it was, it was my favorite car for so long. Well, if we keep this gig up long enough, one of us pop up on Copart for at some point. Th- yeah, for, for for three grand or something. And, yeah, and you will have to buy it. It'll yeah. be lost. Six hundred and one horsepower. Yes, that one is important. The reason also, another reason to buy this over the Alpina, the shifter bezel surround says V12 on it. Oh. So you look down and you're like, that's mm. right. I'm yeah. driving a V12. If you had the opportunity, would you rather drive a V12 or a W16? What are you getting with a W16? A Bugatti? Yeah, I guess a Bugatti. So you'd have to <laughs> a V12. Bugatti. I don't want to drive a Bugatti. That's really? too much pressure. Would you ever want to drive a Bugatti? What? What do you? Where do you, you go in a Bugatti? A Bugatti. Well, Everyone. yeah. Well, when you say would I drive one, I didn't mean with like context. Own. I meant oh. like literally, like to just say that, like you know, oh, the Bugatti. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. But like to own this, the the right. BMW. Yeah. What is what is the uh, the Rolls Royce engine? Is that a W twelve? W twelve. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what would be better, a V twelve or W twelve? I have no idea. I've never driven something with a W twelve. I guess you will in uh, June. Yes. Yeah. Thanks to Alyssa. Thanks to Alyssa. Yeah, for being good enough to marry. Oh, that's right. Thanks, Alyssa. Mm-hmm. She won't listen to this. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. maybe she will in like 10 years. There you go. Hello, Alyssa. Happy 10-year anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, we have the M4 this week. X-Drive. X-Drive. It's gray. It's it's very gray. Not frozen, thank fuck. So um, BMW's press cars are now are no longer specced by the same person that they were last year right so the specs are going to be i feel like the specs a are a little more conservative this Probably. year and that makes sense because uh jay shout out to jay hansen was um he's an enthusiast he's he an enthusiast and he's yeah. been around for a while so he wasn't going to get like you know poo-pooed for building something weird yeah but this new guy probably doesn't want to step on any toes or yeah. rock the boat too much so it's just a gray it's all going to be gray m4 with black interior which is okay i mean it's yeah. it's it's a very dentist spec it, that's a great way to put it um and, yeah but yeah one, one thing i remember we we're we we're sitting with jay somewhere and he was talking about how he was like putting in orders for it was like 2019 or 2020 model year press cars. And he put in an order for an M5 competition in frozen orange. Mm-hmm. And it was a color that wasn't supposed to be offered on the M5. That's right. But the order still went through. So he made a one of one yeah. frozen orange M5 competition, which I just found on a forum as well. Did you? It's went back through, you know, it ended its its tour and it went through and somebody bought it with like 5,000 miles on it or something certified pre-owned. Um, it looks awesome. It's just like a, it's kind of like the color of that SRT4 caliber up on the wall. Why don't we bring it up? Here? Yeah. So there, there are a handful of them in Europe. How should I search for it? Uh, BMW M5 competition, frozen orange. But as far as I know, in the US, this is the only car. Uh, yep. It's the side profile picture, middle row to the right. Yep. That's the car right there. Oh yeah. Yep. That's the one. Me. Yep. 2020. So this is a guy on a forum who actually traded in his individual Ferrari red M5 wow. or Rosso Dino or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, so super cool. Yeah. That is cool. But I think it looks great. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a cool frozen color. Yeah. So that's, that's the car that Jay specced. <laughs> yep. And there's the uh, Rosso Dino or whatever. What huh. is the color on that? I don't know. I don't know. I think that looks cool too because that's that's not a color that they offer that's an individual right i so. think this m4 will be good i've driven it a little bit it's very fast isn't it yeah no no big surprise there um i mean what's what's there to say the, the new m3 and m4s are excellent um 
It sounds so good. I love annoying sixes. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, well, stomach action going. ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> and we also have the Volvo XC40. T5. Which is the wrong engine. I think. I don't know. No, because the right engine is no car. engine. Well, the that's right true. engine the right is just the electric. EV. But no, the right engine is the T4. I don't know why you get the T5. Why you what is the difference? The T4 is slower, but it only takes regular fuel. <laughs> oh, that one takes premium? takes premium and costs more. But do you get a crystal shift knob if you get the T4? That's a good question. Let's find out. Because I want a crystal shift knob. I do appreciate that Volvo lets you get crystal shift knobs. Mm-hmm. Does um, BMW do that still? They used to. Not that I know of. They used to do it in the... Well, the last car we had with it was that big Alpina XP7. Ah. Uh, well, that's Volvo Carlisle. We don't want that. Can we get another XP7? Probably Do they still not. make that? They probably don't even... Well, actually, no, we should get one because it just got facelifted. Did it really? Yeah. They facelifted the 7 Series already? No, the, the XB7. X- the X7 and XB7. The SUV? Yeah. So I just asked you, they, they facelifted the X7 already? Yeah. Oh. You said the 7 Series. Did I? Yeah. Oh. I'm going to listen It's on camera. This. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I said. Um, that's surprising because I feel like the X7 has not been out very long. It has. It's been out for quite a while. Four like years. years. Yeah, that's a normal time for a facelift for a <clears throat> for a life cycle impulse. impulse. <laughs> All right, so we're building an XC40 here. I really like the black on this car. It's a very deep and sparkly black. So that is an inscription that you have, right? And that's what gives I have you... no idea. I would yeah, assume it so. Is. It's definitely not an art design. Yeah. Refined and executive. We need to get you the crystal. Yep, right here. Crystal gear selector knob by. How much Orthos. is that? Uh, it's included in the inscription model. So you have to pay. You have to pay an extra five grand. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. But you can get still get the T four powertrain. Oh, front wheel drive as well. Oh, you have to get all. Uh, okay, so T four is front wheel drive only. What's the transmission in the? Oops. Automatic. Okay. Um, it doesn't tell you the the gear. So that one's got a hundred and hundred eighty seven horsepower and two twenty one torques. But again, regular fuel. What's the What's the one that we have? 248 and 258. So oh, really yeah, that's about what it feels like. It just makes it feel healthier. But your sack That's about half of what the EV has. The right. EV is like 400 horsepower. Right. So I guess you have to get the T5 if you're going to want all-wheel drive and I'm sure everyone who buys this car is going to want all-wheel drive. And wheels off the bottom of a grand piano. Yeah. I like the wheels on the one we have way better than those. Really? I kind of like those too. Um, those will ride nicely. We have Holy shit, you can go from a 21 to, uh, that's like a f- 18. That's a big that looks, that looks smaller than an 18. It looks like a 16. Put these 21s back on. It's doing a good job loading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. $3,315 for 21 inch. Five triple open spoke black diamond cut wheels. It says recharge tires. I wonder if that's only uh, those wheels are only for the recharge. Well, we'll never know because we can't see them. Yeah. Well, that might be why they weren't loading. Is like maybe well, those, freaking the well, no, those right? are the ones we have on the car, aren't they? Not they? those. I don't think it's those. I think it's those the big twenty ones on it. Eesh. Don't hit any potholes. Put, they should never put twenty one. Oh my god, on any press car. I hit a pothole so hard this morning. See, there you go. I definitely thought I oh, bent a wheel. Though, yeah, right? yeah, I hit a hard one. I think in the Veloster too, and I was just like, yeah, it like it like hit hard. Eesh. Have you ever hit a pothole so hard that you think the airbags are gonna go off? I don't think that hard enough. I hit one in my my old E90 3 Series mm-hmm. with both. It was like a big hole in the road, and it hit and it hit with both front tires to the point where I like went forward. I thought for sure the airbags were going to go off. It was wow. so alarming. <laughs> but well, we'll see if uh, the XC40 with the non-electric powertrain proves to be a good car. Probably yeah. will. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice car for that class. It's just easy for it to get expensive. I mean, even as we had it right here, yeah. we're at forty eight grand. I think it's a very good looking car. Yeah, sure. Um, in the in the class, in the segment, it's one of my favorite looking vehicles. Have you driven a BMW X one? Nope. Okay. I want to though. Do they still make that? Yeah. Okay. It'd be tough to decide between this and the X one. The XC forty is nicer from like a luxury standpoint, but the X one is more fun to drive. I probably have the Volvo, so I wouldn't have to pay monthly subscription to use my heated seats. Touche. <laughs> got any Copart cars for us? Yes. Oh, I've got a good one today, oh, actually. Oh, boy. All right. What do we got going? Would you like a hint? 
Um, it's on the wall. <laughs> is it a, a neon? <laughs> no, it's close though. A Model T. Neon. Yeah, you have a neon right here. No, it's not a neon. Oh, it's a caliber. Sorry. Five nine two. Eight four one. Better one not, zero. Better not be a Murcielago. Real tempted. Hey, yeah, there we go. Oh nine Dodge Caliber SRT four. I've always had a weird love for these. Yeah, they're very cool little hot hatches. It's because we were like the most influenceable age when these came out. You, well, yeah, because so this ad on the wall. Can they see that? Uh, well, now they can't. But oh, they can. Okay, so this that one where the mouse is. Yeah, that. That one right there, that ad, the orange ad, yeah. um, that was pulled from a magazine that I had from like 2008. So like seeing this car was just, I don't know. I was, it was during that era with, uh, the cobalt SS. Yep. Um, what else was there? I guess Ford didn't really have anything at that time. Yeah, so really Ford just co cobalt I mean, Ford SS. Had, yeah. Not nothing at that. No, time. No, they didn't right? have anything mm -hmm. because the SVT focus was done and it was, it was in between SVT focus and focus ST where yep. they didn't really have anything. They ran a Focus ST until 2007, but it was not. Yeah, it was just a good. two. It was just a naturally aspirated 2.3. They were all manual though. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and uh, I remember when I was uh, when the Caliber had first come out, we had a Durango, and um, maybe it was before we had gotten the Durango, but we were always driving uh, Dodges and Chryslers and Jeeps and stuff. Yeah. And my mom test drove a Caliber, and she she was like, "This is awful." <laughs> well, I'm sure she in base like, form she they're didn't dreadful. Like the CVT at all? They have a CVT. Oh yeah, they were like a first no. gen like CVT, and I heard one take off from a stop sign the other day, and they literally just. <laughs> it was horrendous, and even for my mother to be like, I didn't like this. Six I was like, steps. what do you mean? Yeah. yeah, I was a little kid, and she was like, I don't like it. I bet this one is terrible, but I bet that means that it's like really freaking awesome. Oh yeah, like I bet it doesn't drive very well, but I bet it's so much fun. Why do you always find the ones in Flint? Flint produces the best Copart cars. I guess it does. Hey, look, there's an escape behind it. Yeah, you should buy that. <laughs> so the only damage I can see on this is, um, if you go to the first picture, uh, the wheel and the bumper. There's minor dents and scratches for, for the damage. Yeah, so what was weird, weird about this car, and I probably won't bid on it just because it's a little sketchy, I always get nervous with minor dents and scratches cars just because you don't know what the story is. Okay. Um... This car was in an accident in 2020, mm -hmm. and it's been off the road since. Oh. And what I, what I am predicting is that maybe insurance couldn't get the title for two years. Oh. Maybe there was some sort of discrepancy with the title. But um, because there was, years. But it, it's been sitting since 2020, yeah. I mean, if you could get it for like... For like a grand, you yeah, know, or less. like, and like you could literally just turn it into a lemons car at that point. Yeah. It's such a cool car though. And I, I was looking on after I scrolled by this, I was like, oh, I forgot about that car. It's so cool. Look at the seats. Yeah. Those are some awesome seats. They look like the seats out of a um, SRT Challenger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, this was a cool car. Yeah. Kind of aggressive, but still kind of fun. Super aggressive. Yeah. Very cool. Look at the hood. It's pure Three scoops. Too. Is that really how it came? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, the one on the wall looks just like I think it looks awesome in orange. Mm -hmm. The black isn't bad though. So you wouldn't even be tempted to put like a five hundred dollar bid on this with pure sale? Yeah, well, I, are you going to do that? I'm not. I have a Copart car. <laughs> so do, do too, I. I guess. <laughs> that needs things. Although my Copart car is getting pretty close to being sellable. So it is. I'd say if it weren't for the fact that I need to get married here in the next month, I would be tempted to uh, put a bid on this. You know, yeah. Low. So I might. I don't know. I just yeah. Keep an eye on it for the next twenty four hours. Keep an eye on it and see. Um, yeah, but goes up soon. Yeah. That's a fun one though. I've always liked those. I don't know that I have any other ones. Mm -hmm. I was just so excited about this caliber. Oh, anyways, what I was saying is, um, after I scrolled past this one, I was looking at other ones on marketplace and whatnot, and like the cheapest one I could find was like eight grand. Oof. So yeah, I mean, you, so, could, I mean, you could be pretty. This is a clean title. You could yeah fix it up and sell it to some sucker. Yeah, I don't really have anything else other than this Bentley that hit a pole that I showed you two weeks ago. I have one that's kind of fun. Um, let me see if I can. Uh, Nathan sent this to me, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Hello, Nathan. Does he listen still? I don't know if he does. Oh, hi, Nathan. It is a 2008 Volvo S80. Oh, with yes. 200,000 miles. Yep. 200,000 miles. But Have you ever heard one of these with like a muffler delete? Straight oh, they sound oh, my so God. Good. They sound awesome. Yeah, they really do. 
Um, the cool thing is, is because this was a Volvo, it's been meticulously maintained. That is beautiful. It's so clean. That's uh, a good price for that. V8, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Uh, big old V8. Badge. Fun fact, going back, bringing this full circle, the Topher's parents have one of these. Not a V8. Not the V8, but they do have an S80. <laughs> They're very Volvo. They have a couple of Volvos, they don't do. they? Yep. Have had and still have. Wait, yeah. I thought they had an S60 manual. They have an S60 manual and an S80. And then the Forerunner and then the Miata. It's a, not Forerunner, sorry. Uh, uh, FJ Cruiser. FJ Cruiser. Yeah. Excellent car family. Yeah, very good selection yeah. there. Also, you can tell this is a classy owner because he didn't hold his thumb over the, plate. the license plate. Yeah. He simply showed it. He does, yeah. I don't, I don't get that. <laughs> so, can anyone explain to me why people cover their license plates? They think that some, like, Indian hacker is going to see their Craigslist ad and all of a sudden steal their identity. But you just go out on the, you could just go take a picture of anyone's license plate at yes. any time you want. Yes. So why do you have to cover it up on the internet? I don't know. To show that you're someone who shouldn't be purchased, shouldn't, your car shouldn't be purchased. Oh my god. Yes. But this person... Have you ever seen someone do it with their foot? Never the foot. I've seen someone do it with their toe. That's disgusting. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of people scribble it out, like with their phone. Yeah, and you can still see it under feet. the scribble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or put like a sock over it or something. Yeah, microfiber. Yep. Uh, but yeah, this is just so clean. You got your Bridgestone Potenzas. Exact same gauge cluster as our uh, as our S60 head. Very very nice and classy. Beautiful interior. Tan steering wheel. You're Shout right, out Matthew. Matthew. Buy this. Matthew loves Volvos. Well, there you go. He could straight pipe it and feel very cut cool. the roof off. He did say he wants a uh, a winter car. He was not impressed by his Tesla's winter. He hates apparently. driving his Tesla in the winter. So um, he could buy this as an all wheel drive, nice classy winter car, straight pipe it. Um, <laughs> classy straight pipe it <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah look at that engine bay very clean longitudinally mounted mm -hmm. yeah so i just thought that was kind of funny for 45 or wait bucks, no yeah it's longitudinal oh, oh no you're transverse yes transverse that's what i meant yep yep yep, yep. um they they they, they knew <laughs> this is the same v8 engine used in the noble m600 supercar yep engine oh, is a yamaha v8 manufactured for volvo is known to be nearly bulletproof Still four thousand. Like why don't we just go buy this? It's only four grand. Uh, because of the statement we said earlier in this podcast of why do we even? Have <laughs> yeah, but this thing would be sweet. Oh my gosh! It'd be a great daily. You should convince one of your uh, friends who likes to drive expensive uh, German cars as dailies to buy this. Yeah, What's yeah I should. Corbett's got the. He has, yeah, right he's now. driving. He's come to his senses and he just drives a certified pre-owned GTI, GTI now. Excellent car. Yeah, yeah Mark Seven Point Five. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, what is, what's Dane driving these days? Who's the one uh, with the S4? Corbett, Corbett. right? They both, have, they both have a million cars. Okay. And yet they don't store any of them here. I know. Come on, guys. Um, <laughs> Dane is driving... Are, uh, bad decisions. I know. Well, Dane is driving an X5 right now. He needs to sell that. He does. Well, he wants to sell it literally this week. It's oh. to the point where it's... it's I think there's nine warning lights on the dash he could he could sell it and go buy actually this. will you send me the link to that sure because like someone should buy that we should um, tell the topher to buy it i don't want everyone to see my facebook so just go on oh, i'll just craigslist and literally okay search. yeah i'll just get it um yeah so uh i'm actually going to use his x5 for my next my next fixed integration oh, good. <laughs> it's going to be perfect because it drives okay can you you could also use the escape if you ever need to oh true mm -hmm. yeah i could use that for the next Excellent time cooler, but usually like every other month we're doing an integration so all right well yeah i probably still have it okay so yep. yeah, we'll okay. use that for the so next he's month. driving the x5 but he also has his miata right it's miata season now. he has the most gorgeous uh 97m edition miata yeah that he bought from uh, an old man which is the best way to buy a miata certainly old fart ownership that's what i did when i bought mine same same with us um so that car's on the channel on the uh daily motor channel if you your old miata no your old uh corbett uh dane's miata <laughs> Yes, it is. Uh, we compared it with a N D. Yeah, if you go back about a year, it's been probably a year. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it's a fun video. Dane and I just drive around in both Miatas and talk about them. And yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's got that Miata. And he has a E30 that's in a zillion pieces, oh. as every E30 is. He has your old motorcycle too, right? Nope, that's, that's Corbett. Okay. Corbett owns that. Okay. Zillion pieces as well. Which also in a zillion pieces. Own it, but yeah, the title's probably in my name still. Yeah, as we, we uh, do. We are a, a fun group of kids over here. Yeah, all sorts of different fun things. I yep. have a smashed motorcycle now as well. Yeah, many pieces. Yeah. Quick side note: nice shirt. 
Thank you. My yeah. uh, parents got it for me for Christmas. Nice. Nine eleven action Turbo S. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of that, I need to email Porsche this week. Try to get us a Macan. Oh, very good. Yep. Any uh, and any, our uh, and uh, the rally. Car. Yeah. Our any car. updates and vehicles there? Still at three. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Hopefully, get something this week. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> there you guys go. There's the third one of the night. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. <laughs> We're gonna get on out of here so I can edit this and then um. Wrap up my 12-hour workday, I guess. Um, we are... Uh, I've been going for a while. I just shoot the EV6 review this morning. Oh, well. Okay. Back, editing. Yep. Um, and we'll be back next week to wrap up our time with the XC40 and the M4 and preview what we got next. So thank you all for listening, and we'll talk at you in the next one. We're Charlie and Chris with Daily Motor, and as always, drive on. Whistle versions. You know I can't whistle. Really? Yeah. Can't never name any of them. Like, you just do it. No, I can't. <laughs> you just do it. <laughs> <laughs>